So in today's episode, I want to talk about the hard stuff. I want to talk about trauma. And I really want to talk about this from the lens of how I've been learning this, how I've been trauma-informed, maybe a little bit about what that means, how I'm definitely not a therapist or a trauma expert, but my role in trauma-informed facilitation and why, again, I am not a life coach. I hold safe spaces for others to discover their own answers. And I don't want to tiptoe around hard conversations. I think that sometimes it's really important to understand that love also means telling the truth. Telling the truth when it's a little uncomfortable. Telling the truth when you know that majority of the people that you have met will not understand to the level that you have because everyone's on their own soul's path. To love someone, to understand that you can have completely different world views, religious views, soul conversations that are so different and that you can still have compassion, but you're allowing love to be the foundation for which you have these hard conversations. So I recently had a funny download um, right after the new moon. I had facilitated a goddess yoga class in my town and I came back and I was just kind of scrolling on the gram, just kind of decompressing and I said, ooh, good girl gone goddess. And I just kind of left it and then people that were just starting to follow me were like, oh, I really love that. And so today's episode, I wanted to dive into exactly what that means because we can all have different perceptions on that, but I really am here to take a stance for what it means to be a good girl gone goddess. We're going to be talking about sexual and relational trauma, and we're going to be talking about this opportunity that we have to integrate lifetimes, literally, of trauma work and trauma healing so that we can live in our most authentic and liberated beings. I hope you're here for it. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Beyond the Reef Podcast, a show dedicated to the driven island woman who has checked all the boxes and still feels like something is missing. I am your hostess, Uilani Tevanga, a wife, a mother, a Wahine embodiment mentor and intuitive business coach with over a decade in mentoring female entrepreneurs to source freedom and fulfillment from within. I believe the freedom that brings so many to entrepreneurship is multidimensional and it expands into new levels the deeper we get to know ourselves. Consider this show that invitation. What does the reef represent in your own life? Regardless of the stage you are in with your business, imagine if you were able to unlock greater levels of abundance from within, that it was no longer dependent on just what you do, but how you amplify the truth of who you already are through open conversations around feminine embodiment and business, emotional mastery, spirituality, and a reclamation of pleasure. Oh yeah, we're going there. We will explore the most powerful resource you have, yourself. You're about to go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you stuck. It's time to awaken the mana within so we can go beyond the reef. So in this season, for so many of us who are consciously choosing healing in our path, 
I want to talk a little bit more about trauma. Now, I really want to share this, that I'm not a trauma expert, okay? I'm a trauma-informed facilitator. And trauma work showed up for me really important and early on in this shift in my life to understand why women would have these heart-opening experiences and then basically shut down or spiral or wouldn't see them or you know go into destructive behavior and I really just felt this call to kind of understand my own journey and then understand how I could help others feel safe you know we think oh but it's normal everybody has trauma and while that may be true and I want to talk about like the three main types of trauma that I specifically deal with and that we're all collectively as a society especially women and non-gender conforming identities those who you know also think of themselves and feel to their core that they are also women it feels like it is so normal to feel unworthy we feeling like we don't deserve boundaries or feeling like all we can ever do when life gets hard or people hurt us is shut down. We heavily, in order to protect ourselves, we feel disconnected. We're disconnected from our pleasure. We think, oh, after I'm a mom, it's not important or I'm getting older. I'm not like that girl. And we just kind of discount and calm ourselves out of having pleasurable heart awakening orgasmic experiences and yes i'm going to be talking about holistic sexuality in a little bit because it's the journey that i have been really really diving into and these conversations are going to naturally be interwoven into feminine embodiment because embodiment is really again about truth embodiment is about integrity embodiment is about wholeness and we say you know what's wrong with me like we think that not being able to feel our own bodies not being able to use our voices not feeling confident or feeling terrified to be seen or to be fully sexually surrendered is normal we feel like oh well as long as the man is taking care of like it's okay for me and we just accept that this is just the way that things are and yes for those of us that have had abuse or unintegrated acute trauma so much of what we think is normal is not normal not being able to stand up and speak up for our sexual desires and how we want our bodies to be treated this is not normal and it's part of this systematic patriarchy that is that really has seeped not only into our own realities you know in our homes in the way that we raise our girls or we raise our families to be and the roles that we choose to perform, but also into our nervous systems. So one of the greatest reclamations, and I was sitting with this idea of like, you need to speak more. And I feel like I'm holding all of these downloads and figuring out like where to put them. And I'm like, your podcast, sis, your podcast, Okay. One of the greatest reclamations that we can do, and as you know, indigenous people, as we are reclaiming land, 
reclaiming indigenous practices, reclaiming language, reclaiming our mana, the conversation I rarely hear is about our sexual reclamation. Our sexual reclamation is our path to living a vibrant and full, fully expressed life. These imprints, when we talk about trauma, that's what they are. They're imprints from our past. And as long as we suppress our sexuality and our sexual expression, we are not able to integrate our traumas. We're not able to integrate our feeling of unworthiness. We're not able to un to integrate feeling abandoned or feel or when we've gone through abuse or any kind of you know witnessing of that that we're unable to integrate and release because we can talk about sexuality in our society just to a certain extent we talk about it from a joking way which is great we talk about things from an intellectual level which is great it's in the path forward like i start to see people talking about you know traumas in the body and i always go okay so what so what? Like, what are we doing about it? Are we teaching girls to shake? Are we teaching girls and women and all people really how to integrate that and digest that in their bodies somatically, right? And I think about how as women for thousands of years, this repression has existed and how my heart has been cracked open even more so towards those who identify as LGBTQ+, that their experiences, even more so in this heterosexual world, is very unwelcomed and very unsafe to be fully expressed. Yes, there are pockets, and yes, the conversations are to be had, and that is so different from a reclamation and a revolution. And the revolution right now is really an inner revolution. So the first thing before I kind of set some frameworks in place that hopefully serve you in your journey is that we really need to stop blaming ourselves and we need to stop perpetuating the stories of, but I just can't feel. Oh, it's just not that important. Oh, it's just, that's nice for her, but ah, it's okay. And start reframing that as it's essential. It's a part of our wholeness. It's a part of our ultimate wellness. That us not recognizing our undiagnosed and unrecognized, unintegrated sexual trauma shows up in the numbness that we feel. Like when we freeze up, like when we're not feeling that much and we're not able to advocate and we're not knowing what is it that I really desire what do I desire? And it's not just sexually, like just desire in life. Like, do I allow myself to be open to that? Are we transactional in our relationships? Are we transactional in our sexuality? Forming our sexuality and performing rather than feeling. Because healing trauma, trauma healing is really comes down to this creating a safe enough environment and a safe enough container to safely and lovingly feel the unfelt things. If all of these, 
you know, ideals of what trauma is and what healing is. And when it really comes down to it, it can be that simple. There are those of us who need extra help, you know, for heavily, heavily wounded trauma, you know, and I am a big advocate for therapy and for seeking out additional resources. But when it comes to trauma healing, that essentially is becomes the goal is that we feel safe enough to dive into the depths of ourselves of our body to meet those parts once more one thing i share when i'm working with your individuals is i say that you know trauma is not i mean healing is not pretty we think it's so this linear path to okay, well, if I meditate and I take my wellness supplements and I cut all the negative people out of my life, then all my healing, like, but we don't go into the depths. And so going into this idea of good girl gone goddess was a reclamation of my journey from living as a people-pleasing good girl who really had no boundaries, who was a bleeding heart trying to help everyone was told it was my job to save and to make right and to put everyone else before me and just all the ways I did a whole episode on the good girl explained to reclaiming and remembering the inner goddess. Now, if I was to call the work that I do, right? And so I'm getting ready for my next um, instructor certification and, you know, and coming with that, talking about the goddess classes that I do, talking about the you know the goddess consciousness and being so like on the receiving end of the eye rolls and the raised eyebrows and the unfollows and the you know the dms that are not so kind i love talking about the goddess consciousness because for so long right and like if i was to call my class women empowerment it would be packed if i was to call it or if i was to have like a poll in my class we would be like oh my gosh that's so hot good for you like yes girl you know we hype each other up right because that's normal that's like sexual even if you're not down with that you're like oh i can get down with what's sexy the work that i do is about taking that idea of what's sexy and throwing it out the window this is about redefining what that is. And for a good girl to have gone goddess, there is a lot of steps in between. I didn't just go from this mother of five, having a you know great marriage and, and doing all the things right and checking all the boxes and never really truly feeling to the depths that my body could feel to having this sensual and sexual awakening of aliveness and embodiment and able to express and to hold boundaries and to hold safety and to hold transformation now for others. Because if we look back culturally and we look back historically, that in all cultures, and we learn about goddesses, whether you believe in the stories or you keep them as myths, every goddess, in order to have been really claimed as a goddess, had to go to the pits of the underworld, had to go through some kind of alchemical transformation 
where she dove into the depths of her pain or her sorrow or her hurt and emerged more powerful, more connected to nature, more connected to her divinity in service of either her people or the land or, you know, there's so many stories. And as I was really learning a lot about the Greek mythology and how it mirrors the Hawaiian mythology, how we are well with some goddesses because those stories are nice and yet we shun the darkness and yet it's the dark goddesses and the dark feminine that really teach us the most about bravery, courage, integration. So good girl gone goddess is about a reclamation of the wholeness. It's really about the spiritual maturity and trauma healing is so much like a spiritual awakening. To spiritually awaken is to see things for as they really, really are. To see past the conditioning, to see past the layers, to see past the suppression and to create a powerful, again, container for self-love and self-safety so that you can process through these things that you were never, quote-unquote, allowed to. And I look at that as like, you know, I have a lot of what I call now and recognize as religious trauma that shows up in the spiritual path. And one of the best ways in which I have, I'm so grateful that I simultaneously was having my spiritual and sexual awakening and probably really because it was going hand in hand and to where my soul was calling me into the work that I do now is remembering this greater sense of wholeness and who I really am and that is ultimately what spiritual awakening is it's awakening to your wholeness and so trauma healing is one in the same in which you know, one of the most promising things of trauma healing is that even though it can feel so heavy and why most people are like, oh, I don't want to deal with that or it's going to swallow me whole or I can't feel or I will fall apart. I've heard this many, many of times. I have to hold it all together to the level that we grow will be the level that we feel the unfelt things. Creating a safe space to process that meaning we're not going to let it take over our lives. And I feel like maybe sometimes that's where healing work can feel like this never-ending loop. Like, oh, we're always healing and there's always something to heal and it's something that really dropped in strong last night and why I really wanted to share this episode was the more we focus on healing, the more things we will find to heal. But the more we focus on our wholeness and our focusing on our loving, the more we will find things to love. And that is very tricky. So going into trauma work, because yes, we can experience acute trauma, abuse, or witnessing something horrific or being in some kind of accident. It's just like a one time or multiple ways in, in short ways that, you know, shock our bodies or shock our minds or basically shock our hearts, you know, like loss can be a traumatic event. Um, we eventually not only be traumatized physically, but also in our soul, also in our heart. And so how that ends up showing up in our life is that our trauma ends up basically controlling our nervous system. 
And instead of being fully present in the moment, we basically will have these imprints that keep flashing signs from our past saying, this is not safe. Oh, don't think that this will last very long. This is dangerous. Remember what happened. Remember how that person did. And remember like when you put your guard down or when you thought it was okay to fully surrender. Do you remember what happened? You know, so I think about trauma as this way of like having this extensive fear, this fear of death, this fear of being trapped, this fear of being hurt, you know, this very intense fear that tells me, let me my your ego is gonna basically be on hyperdrive and trying to keep you safe trying to keep you from surviving emotionally physically you know and so trauma is this accelerated form of conditioning that operates from a very strong amount of like triggers of the past and that's important of the past experiences where we felt terror or we felt like alone and we felt abandoned and ultimately, because we live in this communal society, right? We, we are, we're tribal people by nature. As much as we're like, I don't care what anybody thinks, you know, people need people. And, as, and for those of you that are feeling like, I got to heal all this on my own and nobody will ever understand me. A very hard learned truth that I've learned is that healing is really supposed to happen in community. And that when one thing is personal, it is very universal, especially among women, especially because essentially no matter what background we come from, we have all been under this overlaying layer of suppression that brings us all together where ultimately we are all walking ourselves home and home back to ourselves okay so trauma just isn't the story it's not just what happened it's this current imprint of fear and pain and horror that lives inside of us today and sometimes you know the traumatized parts of ourselves like it just hijacks our whole reality and so when people do things that are just like what the hell are you thinking right? Like what is wrong? Often, if it's not really acting out of our love, which is our original essence, we got to know that people are acting not truly as themselves, but as this ego version who is trying to keep them safe, unintegrated, unrecognized trauma. And it feels like for me, this accelerated part of my ego, this story of the past that operates in this present time, and everyone experiences trauma differently. So this is, this can look and feel differently. But that's basically how it felt for me. And that as I have been working really, really intentionally on reclaiming this original essence of my heart and my light after really diving into the depths of hurt and brokenness, that I realized that these primal pieces, the pieces that I came to this earth with, got removed and replaced with this form of survival. And when I started this podcast, you know, talking about money and marriage and a mindset or whatever, like just very surface, right? Little did I know what the journey would have been from there, you know, two and a half years ago till now. 
never ever thought I would be talking about sexual healing and drama work and all these kind of things. Like little did I know. But that's because for so long, right, safety was survival for me. Like success was survival, Kalame. And that this primal love, this original essence of trust was removed very early. And honestly, was a big reason why I became an entrepreneur. It was, yes, part out of curiosity and passion. But if we really are honest with ourselves, sometimes our love and passion can be hijacked by this unintegrated trauma. And then we start to, in my case, run. Then we start to chase. Then we start to go into our hyper-masculine selves and success becomes survival. Success becomes belonging. It was the way that I processed my trauma or what I should I say, didn't want to process any of it because I was like, something outside is going to make me feel fulfilled. Something outside, there's something to be achieved, then I can rest then I can feel like I belong. Then I can feel like I love. If I just keep chasing, right? The good girl, the high achiever is going to keep moving. But reclaiming the truth and integrating the painful parts and looking at this unrecognized parts of myself that I feared for so long. Yes, for a hot minute, more than a minute, (laughs) It did swallow me, but I think I really had to be swallowed. I think I really had to dive into. And something that I've been sitting with is like, I look at memories that pop up on you know, Instagram or Facebook. And I look at myself, you know, only a couple of years ago. And I'm like, who is that? Who's this girl that is just smiling and so, so happy? But I was. I was raised to be like that. I was raised to just be positive. I was raised to just, you're so good at just seeing the bright side, the bright side. The bright side never would look at the dark side. And I understand now that so much of the magic that I bring into facilitation work is because I have integrated my dark side. Because I have felt to the depths of depression Because I was finally ready to say that this smiling, happy, all the time face was in fact hurting for so long. And that this was a blanket for this unrecognized, unfelt feelings that I could never see myself. And I would never dare. Good girls don't do those things. I'm a good wife, I'm a good mom, I'm a, I'm a good woman and I want people in business to know how good I am. That was so important. Work hard, serve hard, I'm a good person. And becoming and reclaiming my inner goddess was to say, but sometimes I'm not. And I'm fucking mad and I'm fucking hurt and this fucking sucks and I have shit to say and I have an opinion and I'm done with this bullshit and I'm done with this and it's like depression basically is this way of saying and I heard this quote I don't know some kind of reel that came through and I was like damn so polole like so true depression is like when your body's like I need like depressed is 
in need of deep rest, rest from this character, rest from the pressure, rest from the conditioning. And I was like, yeah. And reclaiming the goddess was integrating the joy and the happiness that I've known my whole life and also integrating the pain and the sorrow to know that there is not a part of me that doesn't belong here. Yeah, we love to talk shit on social media. Like, we love to say shit on social media. Like, I I got this. And, like, forget everybody. And I'm, you know, whatever. One of the ways that I talk shit for a long time was like, I don't care who I lose as long as I never lose myself. And, man, did I just speak that into existence. Like, our words have so much mana and so much power. And the more that I have gotten to know myself, the more people that have left and yet what probably would have killed me right because the sign of a good girl is like i can't have anybody not like me like i need everybody to like me or who am i or what's wrong with me like god (laughs) and now it's like here's the door thank you for coming thank you for coming along for this journey i appreciate you i wish you well i'm gonna keep figuring this shit out (laughs) I appreciate the support. I really do. And I also appreciate when people leave because it just tells me like, yeah, we're all in seasons, right? I'm evolving and you are allowed to do the same. And I can still love people. I can still, because I really, really, really have learned to hold and love myself. I've created a safe container for myself. So when the fear comes up, when the feelings of terror, of abandonment come up, very rooted in my childhood, I know how to hold, how to resource, how to ground myself. Is this true? Does it mean anything about you? No, that's their experience. That's their lived experience and wish them well. So while there is always going to be that, you know, resistance, I feel like when I have claimed that inner goddess and invite others to do the same, I won't be met with that resistance because ultimately, like, it's it's more than haters, right? Like, this is more than haters. This is thousands of years of Judeo-Christian patriarchal society, you know, good and bad, that are have just said there is only one truth and there is only one God and God alone. And I understand and have compassion for all that because I totally used to believe in that. But reclaiming your inner goddess and really understanding the goddess that lives in all of us is a journey of a lifetime that we'll never ever forget and while it is fucking hard you learn so much about how much courage you actually have you learn so much from integrating your own trauma that you never forget wow what i am really really made of It's this blessing to be able to experience that level of empowerment and that you get from integrating these layers of trauma. And, you know, we're all going to have it. So I think for me, it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that bad thing happened to me. Like, no, nobody thinks like that. Right. But just because we know we have that, we might as well use it. Use that to the path of our greatest aliveness. And, you know, there's three main types of trauma. And I'm going to just kind of talk about this, like, a little bit with how that shows up sexually. And the thing about sexuality is 
going from good girl to goddess is i think um one of the misconceptions about what i do is like oh my gosh you're just like this sexual vixen or whatever people like will say stuff to me now i'm like yes you sexy i'm like i never in my lifetime growing up would have ever thought i'd be called sexy outside of my own bedroom okay <laughs> i just want to share that those of you who are good girls and who have been brought up under so much religious conditioning I understand that feeling of numbness and I understand that in the back of your mind as you're laying with your partner you're in your explorations or you're you know finding your way and really desiring to know pleasure that you're not gonna go from good girl to expressed in your sexuality the first place and the work that I do is to go we're resensitizing that's it like that is essentially the 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 passion that i have is to just go it's safe to explore it's safe to touch it's safe to feel okay and and how can we start to feel so when there we're dealing with three types of trauma and for those of you that are in facilitation work or you are a coach or a leader like this is really important to understand and we don't again have to be an expert in this but in facilitation work you're not just dealing with the person right like the whole person comes into your life and into your container and into whatever work that you're doing with these layers and we all you know have maybe experienced acute trauma where it's a single event where it was very dangerous and this is the one that we most commonly think of when we're talking about trauma especially in society you know sexually that could look like assault that is where women have been raped and i'm I'm just talking about women i know this happens to men as well but you folks know that i work essentially with women and people that identify as women um and i'm sorry if you know like what i say is like oh you're excluding because i totally get messages from men that are like listen to your podcast like how can we talk about men because I can only speak to what I feel called to speak on. And I also am like, there are a lot of support for men. And I and if you haven't found that, much like I didn't have that for, you know, good girls working through finding their sensuality as Hawaiian women, as, you know, mothers and whatever. Like I created that space. So invitation for any conning listen to this um, to do the same. then we have our chronic trauma and it's like repetitive chronic trauma is you know comes from like really highly stressful or terrifying experiences how many of us like grew up in homes that really felt so unsafe and we just felt on edge and that when that person was going to walk through the door or the sibling was a certain way we just lived in this constant state of fight or flight This also looks like, and we're talking about reclaiming our sexuality, slut-shaming, religious teachings that guilt you in any way for your sexuality or condemning your natural man or shaming you or guilting you. I remember sitting in church, (laughs) oh my God, like, you know, having a boyfriend and like, you know, learning to like, make out and of course you're gonna start to touch one another a little bit and your church would be like 
you need to repent and you'll be sitting there like over and over every week feeling like i'm the most terrible person in the world and luckily i know for me it didn't stop me from like progressing and living my life and maybe that's because i was really heavily into surfing and whatnot but i have had friends who basically went into depressive self-harm because of it because of this guilt because of oh my gosh if this church leader finds out my family will find out and i will be again alone it's a terrifying place to live shame we just think it's like oh so minor and yet we don't understand the level of repercussions that even today decades later women carry this in their bodies you know this chronic trauma this unable to feel safe you know as as women like walking at night we're like watching around you know like oh women shopping late at night is not safe you know there's just this cultural layer of chronic stress and trauma that you know when we have like the media and it depicts violence against women this looks like non-consent this looks like homophobia or transphobia or persecution or death or you know there's all these layers and so if you think about like oh my god like everybody got trauma yeah you know and, and it's not to say like let's linger on it but there's a there's a such a difference between lingering and then just completely never wanting to address it we think of trauma healing as like a full-time job when in fact it doesn't have to be that way complex trauma which really results from a multiple exposures that's another one is that there's so many different types but sexually you know like being unable to have an express sense of sexuality um graphic pornography if we were exposed you know and any type of trauma around our pleasure or like our bodies that goes unrecognized from society and so a core part of what i do is to yes understand that many of us have acute trauma but most of us are living in this complex trauma in this really sexually violent planet towards women and gender non-conforming and so much of the way in which we function we live with this layer. And I think of these layers as almost like this barrier that we can't move past. No matter how much times we try to shape shift and do affirmations and like all this work until we go, oh, right? Like how can we ever transform something that we never truly see, that we can't name? You know, my daughter was recently like, she didn't like how the kids at school were saying, you know, really vulgar things and it really bothered her and it made her body kind of shut down. I was just moving through this with her and I was like, sis, I know it's uncomfortable, but I want you to name it, right? Because if we can name it, if we can look under the bed at the monster, we'll understand that now we can fight the monster. Now we can kick him up. Like now we can sweep him. Like whatever it is that having that awareness comes with the transformation and so speaking our truth and having again going back to trauma healing is creating a safe space you don't need to come to a goddess yoga class 
or any type of seminar in order to have a safe space. Many people are not ready for that. Many people are not even ready for a basic talk story session with their friends yet. And if you are a friend that has held space for another, that has given that opportunity to someone, I really want to shout you out and give you all the love because that is major. You can create safe spaces for yourself somatically. This is something that's so common knowledge now, but not all common knowledge is very common practice. And I know I'm sounding to myself almost very like preachy, but it just comes from this place of like, I am so over us using these textbook and then you do this. And here's the three steps to this when it's like, no, do whatever the fuck your body is telling you to do. I really would have no damn clue when a woman comes into my space and is with her own lifetimes of unintegrated, unrecognized trauma, telling her, so if you move your hip to the right and this and this, then you will be released. Like, I have no idea. But what I know, what I know is my job is to create a safe and loving space for her to express the way her body wants to express outside of what other people deem is okay. Yeah, and it takes practice. In order for us to be able to digest and open up our powerful energetic states in order to release and integrate, you know, and access these direct, like, this direct points in our bodies, we need to reclaim that spiritual sovereignty and that sexual sovereignty. So this kind of looks like having our tongues out and sometimes rolling our eyes and whipping our hair and growling and sweating and moving which if we think about it right why is it not safe why do not people why don't people do that because historically culturally women are like oh something's wrong with her she's weird she's a witch she's demonic she's all these things that they're again we are bang up against that barrier and that layer that says it's not safe for me to fully express hmm why don't I feel like I can trust myself? Because I never got to dive into the depths of myself. We're always being conscious. What will people think of me? Right? And I get it. Good girl. How can we reclaim that inner goddess? The inner goddess is not this perfect sexual, like, mm, so dripping, right? Like, she is wild. She is kind. She's dark. She's expressed. She's light. She's love. And she's sexy. And she's crazy. And she's all these dripping, juicy, earthy feelings that come through. And it is all part of the process of this reclamation of our sacred space. Your sacred space is not in a yoga class. And as much as I teach yoga classes now... As much as I want to hold as many women as I can in my container, your first sacred space isn't in your body. Your first sacred space is with yourself. Your your first sacred space is between your own hands. That's one thing I really, really want to leave that with you because I know we're going to talk about trauma. I know we're going to talk about that. And these imprints that happen 
but in reclaiming our pleasure and really being embodied in our work, we cannot leave out how important it is to feel the unfelt things. And so I just want to appreciate you if you have made it this far because I understand that this can be very sensitive and I want you to know if this has brought up things for you and memories and just invite you to take some deep breaths to hold your womb, to hold your heart, to reorient into the space in which you are in safely, to look at where you are, to move through this next you know, a couple of hours of your day with so much love. Because that for me is the most important part in diving into the depths and being willing to do my inner work is meeting myself with curiosity, loving curiosity and not saying, what, what's wrong with me and why am I the way it's like, oh, that exists. I remember that. That was very, very painful. I'm allowed to cry. I'm allowed to be mad. I'm allowed to have a shitty week if that's the way it's going to affect me. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm starting to feel. I'm starting to digest. And I am still loved. And I'm very whole. And there's nothing wrong. And it's important for me to do this work. Because I only become more strong and more self-aware. And thus transformed by the power of my own love. Hey, if you love today's episode and feel like it would serve someone in your life, it goes a long way when you screenshot post, tag me on Insta, and take a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And I have something just for you. It is my brand new weekly newsletter and it is called Submerged. This is not your boring newsletter that pops in and you just start to roll your eyes. No sense. This is getting deeper. So the topics that we talk about on the podcast, especially around those that are of holistic sex, love, and relationships, we're going to be a little bit more explicit and a lot more erotic. And if you're here for that juiciness, get on the list. It's in the show notes. And I can't wait to dive in more in your inbox.